Do you want to start a business, get out of the office, achieve happiness and success while crushing life? This is Boss to Boss, the place to be for that extra motivation to get up and follow your dreams while learning from the ones who have already done it. And now for your host, Miro Wieslow. Today's guest used to be a bit of an idiot. At 33 years old, she realized that no one was going to rescue her from her crappy waitressing job and her crappy life. She had to do it all. Now, she shows others how to consciously create the business of their dreams and how to be unashamedly human. She used to be living in London and currently resides in Melbourne, where she works internationally as a mindset coach, author, and keynote speaker. Emily Chadbourne, just like Jason Bourne, right? Yep. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pleasure to have you on. How are you, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. I'm really loving the parallel between me and Jason Bourne. I feel like the two of us have many similarities. <laughs> well, you're welcome for that one. I expect uh, you know a little pat on the back for for that little tip. Absolutely. <laughs> well, for the, everybody tuning in, everybody listening, whether you're following us on Facebook, whether you're watching on fa- uh, YouTube or on one of the podcast channels, be sure to uh, check out Emily at uh, at her website, Emily Chadborn. That's B-O-U-R-N-E at the end, dot com, emilychadborn.com, or one of her handles, whether it's facebook.com forward slash that crazy thing called life, or on Instagram at emily underscore that crazy thing called life. That crazy thing called life, huh? Yeah. Where did you get that? um, It kind of evolved. So when I very first started out in coaching, when I realized I kind of had my own breakdown and I think I think most mm-hmm. people in the personal development field um, have a moment where they realize they have to leave their old way of being whatever that means sometimes their hand is forced but a lot of the time it just feels like I can't do this anymore right I, I worked out when I was 33 years old there's a whole story that goes behind it that I won't regale you with now but I, I kind of got to my darkest time really um, and I found myself single again um, and broke in debt that I couldn't manage. Um, and I didn't like who I was. And, and I was waiting tables for 20 bucks an hour here in Melbourne. And hospitality bought me many things, um, wonderful things. It's, it's a great tool to learn about people, right? But I oh, didn't yeah. think, you know, my childhood dream wasn't to be waiting tables and fetching beers and, you know, scrubbing floors at the age of 33. It, it, that was not what I had intended for myself. I didn't know what I'd intended for myself, but it wasn't that. And um, I was in a place where I thought that it was everybody else's fault but mine. I was angry and, yeah, totally, right? It's so much easier to blame the rest of the world than to take the responsibility for self. And, And I was angry and bitter, and it suddenly occurred to me after a huge amount of drama, which obviously wasn't my fault either, um, this huge drama that sort of erupted um, in my life at, at 33, and I realized that the only common denominator was me, and all of the crappy relationships I'd had, my crap relationship with men, my crap relationship with finances, my crap relationship with myself, right, ultimately, mm-hmm. um, but I was the only common denominator in all of that, and I think it was at that point I realized I kind of had two gaps, so I, I knew I didn't know anything about me. I knew I, I didn't like who I was, and I knew I needed to 
to mend or even forge. I don't know if I ever liked who I was really. I needed to I needed to work that out. I needed to fill that gap. I needed to learn about me. And the other gap that I realized I had at the time was I didn't know anything about relationships. I didn't know anything about men. And so I set out to to forge you know, those two things together and um, enrolled in a coaching course and, and started educating myself um, about those two things. And so when I very first started out in business, mm-hmm. I had a company and um, I was teaching women about everything that I was learning about men. Um, and I called that this crazy thing called love. I was doing and I was learning more and implementing more and teaching more. What I realized was you can say anything to a guy it doesn't matter what you say to him. All of that is just superficial bullshit. Ultimately, it has to come down to, are you happy? If you want to know how to talk to men, if you want to know how to assert your boundaries in a relationship, if you want to know how to get a guy to commit, all of these kind of buzzwords that the marketing mm-hmm. world uses, ultimately, you have to be in a really beautiful, wonderful relationship with yourself. And that involves being slightly messy and slightly scrappy and saying what, you, what it is that you want and knowing what it is that you want and being okay if that that's not reciprocated to walk away from it. And I think that was the turning point for me. That's when I realized, actually, mm-hmm. I need to drop the love thing because this, is, this isn't about, you know, how to how to get married and have a baby in 2019. That's not what it's about. No, this no. is about, like, like, really being at peace with who you are mm-hmm. and the bits of you that are necessarily beautiful and shiny and Tinder-worthy either, the bits of you that are a little bit grubby and a little bit messy and a little bit like when I thought about just dropping that crazy thing called love altogether I thought well actually life is still crazy love is still crazy it's just that it's not you know your romantic relationship although an integral beautiful wonderful gorgeous part of your life in in whatever way it comes to you you know that it's that's not the be all and end all you know life is it's it's bigger than that. So um, so yeah, that's where that name came from, and that's sort of the the evolution really of my business, which has got me to where I am now, which is is coaching women around their mindset, how they think about life, and therefore how they act in life, also what they attract in life, mm-hmm. and therefore the reality that they create for themselves. So you say that it's not all about love anymore. Uh, have you thought about? Were you thinking about considering like a rebrand with that or do you think the name has built up an audience? At the, I at think the name has built up an audience. Um, I mean, it definitely has. It def- like if anybody following, you know, check, check, check Emily out. I mean, she's definitely built up a great, great following. I mean, that's. Thank you. Can't say. Yeah, I think, um, I think. Most people, so someone, you know, because the, the, the market is flooded, as you well know, with people who are branding experts or marketing experts or copy experts everyone's an expert and that's that's great right like Mm -hmm. all for it not dissing it uh but someone did say to me the other day they're like um i'm not so sure you should be using the word crazy material and i was like are you mental i'm absolutely batshit crazy i could like well i'm not going to shy away from those hard words let's you know like let's all have a nice life no life is crazy and it's mental and it's messy and it's scrappy and no one's got their shit together everyone's trying to piece even the people who look like they've got their shit together don't have their shit together with the exception i think of oprah i think the rest <laughs> of the world i think the rest of the world is is crazy we but she, are but she we probably are like a hundred assistants making sure her shit looks like it's she legit. probably pays someone to, to put her shit together for yeah, her yeah at all times um at all times yeah uh, in all in all contexts excuse me um so i think you know the, the fact of the matter is that um 
one of the things that I saw mm-hmm. when I was sort of really first starting out in personal development was lots of promises. And the internet is a beautiful and a wonderful thing and it has brought so many things, but it has also built, brought with it filters. And, you know, this, this idea that we can, anyone can content market to anybody now. And I was seeing over and over and over again, people who were meant to be making me feel better about my life because they were in personal development, they were coaches themselves. Mm-hmm. So people who were meant to be leading by example, who were meant to be showing me you know, this is a way of thinking that might change the way that you think that might change your reality. And it, they seem to be perfect. They always had their hair nicely done, lots of beautiful oh. hair, beautifully lit studios, you know, perfectly edited, my four-step formula to happiness. And I wanted to punch these people in the face because my experience of my reality, maybe maybe there is a secret world that no one has shown me the door to, it feels crazy, you know, like, like, not every day is a good day in my life. I have moments of doubt. I have moments where I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I have moments when bad stuff happens. All and all the time, because it's, I think it's the fabric of life. It, you know, it, no amount of meditation, no amount of manifestation is going to stop the D's of this world, you know, death and disease and disaster. Okay, so about the D's, that's very depressing. it is well is it or is it just part of the fabric of life and i think this is where i don't consider myself to be a spiritual teacher in any way shape or form but i do this is my personal belief Mm -hmm. i believe that we are spiritual beings who are having a a temporary human existence on this planet and so it is my understanding that really we're all here to learn a lesson of some of some way shape or form i don't know what happens when we die I don't have, like, I don't know. You don't have the great answer? You don't have the great answer? I've been looking for that answer. I I, I feel like, yeah, I can check my inbox again, but I'm pretty sure it's not there. And, and, you know, my my concern is what am I doing with this life that I do have here? What what am I doing with this Mm -hmm. incarnation? And what I know to be true is that everything in this world happens in a contrast. Everything in this world happens in a paradox. Life is, in its very essence, a paradox. So... You would not know what day looked like if you'd never seen night, and you wouldn't know what it felt like to be hot if you'd never felt cold, and you wouldn't know what loud sounded like if you'd never heard silence. And so in amongst this law of nature, I, I think it's the, the, the law of the land in which we are currently residing, I don't think we can break away from that. And so, yes, the Ds can be really depressing if we yeah. want to look at them like that. Just night can be really dark if we if that's all we choose to see. Yeah. But we only need to look up to see the stars to see that night has some beautiful, wonderful yes. things that it brings as well. And so, you know, no, no one welcomes death, particularly, I don't think, most of the time. But um, but I do think that these these Ds, these big things that, that tend to happen, that, that they're, in, they're inevitable. That's the thing. And so I consider that my job is to have the mindset, to have the tenacity, to have spiritual resilience the mental resilience the physical resilience to be able to handle those contrasts of life and the more I build that resilience the more I build my spiritual practice the more I work on my own mindset the more I question my own beliefs the more I I wake up every morning and promise to learn to love myself a little bit more every single day I can enjoy I can enjoy 
the other contrast of life, which is joy and happiness and wonderful, amazing, gorgeous, abundant things like money and holidays and love and relationships and other people. I get to enjoy that contrast more because I, contrast comes, which I believe it, it does and it will and it has, then I can handle it. So at the end of 2017, this, this kind of came to me through experience, as most yes. things do. And at the end of 2017, I found myself, um, I'd had such a big year personally, and the universe had changed so many things around, really stripped stripped me down. My ego, it, it felt like it was taking everything away. Now I understand that in order to grow, one must strip first. And a succession of things happened in a very short period of time, um, including my mum dying, my partner leaving, um, betrayal from a very dear friend. Mm -hmm. And these sort of three things all oh, collided man. in the space of three months. And, and you think to yourself, well, there is either no reason for this, in which case, let me give up now, or there is a reason for this, and I get to exercise my own free will to determine what lesson I'm going to learn in the wake of this. Yes. And that's how I then get to manifest, whatever that means to you, my reality on the back end of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that thinking is crucial to living a successful life, define what success means to you. But I think that pattern of thinking, that way of thinking is crucial if you want to have a good relationship with anyone, male or female. Yeah. I think it's crucial if you want to have a good relationship with your business, with your clients, with money, with your health. And so that really seeded for me this idea of, I'm just going to start talking about that. I'm going to put down this, yeah. this is three things that you should say that, that he fancies you. I'm going to put that shit down because it doesn't mean anything. But, and I'm but going to what start made you, giving people. But what made you accountable? Like what, what at the end of the day made you do this? Because you, know, you, you didn't do it for the first 33 years of your life. So what all of a sudden yeah. now, uh, was it something like, you know, was it just getting more mature with age? Was that something to do with I, it or what was I it? I think you realize, don't you, that there is a tipping point in life where um, it's, not about, it's not about growing up like I have to go and get married and have two children and get a dog and buy a house with a white picket fence. But I do think your mortality becomes apparent. You know, it's impossible yes. to explain to a teenager mm -hmm. or to someone in their early 20s that what they have now is really precious. Yes. And, you know, the, the famous quote, youth is wasted on the young. And it's true. Um, you know, and I'm sure there are people who are like, my God, she's only 37. What's she talking about? And I'm, I'm very aware of that. But, yeah, you know, I think normally it doesn't happen until what? People are 50, 60, right? They start talking about my mindset and thoughts like that yeah absolutely and and i think you know because of the way that the, the world is working these days that is getting younger i think these are conversations our, our mental health is a conversation which we are now actually having publicly and openly and and thank god for social media so that we've been able to do that and i think there is a there is a difference between mental health and mental illness and i think this needs to be cleared up because I think this is why people don't take charge of their mental health because they assume they don't have a mental illness. And mental health and mental illness are two things. Yes. Now, if you don't have your mental health in check, absolutely, it can eventuate in mental illness. So if I don't have my physical health in check, 
right? If I go out and I eat seven chocolate bars every single day, my physical health may very well result in the disease of diabetes type 2. Mm-hmm. And I think mental health is the same. And I think most people don't want to talk about mental health because they think it makes them sound crazy, right? Oh, yeah. Hence that oh, yeah. crazy thing called life. But the reality is we're all a little bit crazy. Yeah. Um, so they shy away from the conversation of mental health. They're like, oh, no, no, well, I haven't got any mental health issues. If, you, you've, got, if you've got a brain, you have mental health issues. And so, you know, I think it's, it's important that we open up the conversation um, as early as possible. I, I think it should be talked about in primary schools, like taking control of your thoughts and learning how to regulate your emotion, how to speak your emotion and how to deal with your emotion and, and how to be open in it so that you don't feel alone in it. Because I think that's where we see mental illness. Um, not in a hundred percent of the time, you know, I think obviously there are different categories, but I think a lot of mental illness in terms of depression and anxiety and agoraphobia, I think those things could be eradicated if we just had a mental health program that people could, could follow. And I, and I don't think that needs to be expensive. I think it just needs to be, Hey, how are you feeling today? And to give people permission not to have all their shit together, to give people permission to openly have these conversations where they can go and they can find other people whose wisdom can be shared with them. And one of the things that, you know, I'm looking at in 2019 is how can I share wisdom? Not how can how can more people watch my videos? That's not what I mean. What I've realized is that part of my evolution, part of my growth, um, which includes paradoxically stripping down of the ego and of things that don't serve me and of behaviors and fears and beliefs, but part of that growth is that I look at the people I've assembled around me and I have a tribe, and I'm talking tribe of people who are um, kind, who are considerate, but more than that, they challenge the way I think they expect things from me. They hold me accountable. Oh, yeah. They and, and I have friends who I go to for a certain, uh, in a certain situation, and then I would go to a different friend if something else was happening, and then this friend fills this part of my my being, or inspires me in this way. And I, I think in a world that is increasingly connected by the internet, we've never seen such disconnection. Yeah, I agree. And I, I totally agree. I think you know we we are in a very transient world Mm. these days and I think you know people don't know how to make friends as adults and part of the mental health crisis that I see is loneliness we're not designed physically biologically chemically spiritually emotionally mentally we're not designed to do life alone and so I think you know one of the the things that I'm, I'm looking to do in as many ways as I can in 2019 is how can I give people exposure to tribe how can I have how can I help people share wisdom? What do you, what do Not, you mean by exposure to, to tribe? So how can people feel that, cause it's a real massive jump, right? If you've, if you've been, if you've got yourself into a habit of thinking or a way of thinking or a way of yeah. behaving, whereby you wake up in the morning, you watch the news, which is, let's be honest, ridiculous, filtered, news. um, I, I, biased, don't watch news. I don't watch news. Nor do I, I don't, I don't, have the te- I don't have any television. I have a television screen for um, watching stuff, but I don't. And I don't want to be one of those personal development wankers that, that I don't watch television. Of course, I download, you know, box or I, you know, watch Netflix at a friend's house. Like yeah. I'm aware of popular culture. Here, I just don't. Here. I just don't sit for hours in front of it. Um, so you know, they wake up in the morning. They might watch the news. They go to 
work, they do a job that doesn't stimulate them, that doesn't excite them, that doesn't make them feel good in a toxic environment where they don't like anyone and they don't feel liked themselves. And then they come home and they put some food in the microwave and they sit back down in front of the television and then they go into Wednesday. And so it's a massive jump to say to people, stop doing all of the things that you are doing, find a new job, join the gym, make new friends. What, what does that even mean? That's, that's too much of a jump. So I'm looking at ways to be able, and I'm going to be doing this through videos, but through podcasts and interviews. How can I take the collective wisdom that I have and share that with as many people as possible so that people can start listening to different point of, points of view. People can start seeing what it takes to forge a relationship and, and, and to learn how to grow and develop that relationship with themselves so that they can be inspired into taking action so that they can start meeting new people and, and, and having the the courage to actually reach out and say, hello, we've been going to the same yoga class for the last two years. Do you want to have coffee next week? Like, and realize that that interaction is not going to kill them, but it could lead to such richness in their life. And I don't, we're not trained to take chances like that. And is this what you do a lot with your coaching and speaking, right? You're definitely... This is like you take yeah. it to another level. You got you obviously you have your free your content, your free content that's online. But then if you're looking for more in depth, more personalized, right? That's where yeah. we and how would we reach out to you? What's the best yeah. way? Would it just um, be- so the best way is um, my Facebook. Emily, um, you can either follow my page, Emily Chadbourne, um, or join my group, That Crazy Thing Called Life. I run free short courses in there. They're all live. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of live video. Again, I think it's important because what you see is what you get with me. Um, so, yeah, I, I do lots of free courses about how to change your mindset, how to change, you know, like there is people don't live life without problem. Life is not without problem. It's not. It's but, not. But you, it's absolutely about how you manage the paradox of exactly. life, not avoiding the problem of it. And so I think, you know, that is what I teach. Um, and I'm a huge believer in community along the way. You know, I don't think life is a solo sport. So there's an amazing community of people who just want to help and want to share and want to, you know, it's, it's a reciprocal thing. I learn as much from my clients as my clients learn from me. You know, the world is, it's, it's yin and yang. It's, it's, it's really important. I so love, I love connecting for that very own part, right? You learn just as much as you're trying to tell others, to teach others as when you're interviewing someone, I'm over here sitting, learning the whole time. Like I'm not yeah. uh, exactly. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an important part of life. And I think, we are encouraged to do that as young children, right? Because we go to school and you make friends with the kid who's sitting next to you or the boy who stole your crisps from your lunchbox or whatever. It, but what we do is we ask children to make friends with each other whilst being in an environment that's really binary and yes and no, black and white, right or wrong. I mean, school, if you want if you want to kill your self-esteem, go to school. Um, but, but, you know, and then, and then, you know, when you finish school or you finish university, really... We've, I don't think we're encouraged necessarily to, to build those skills around making friends as adults no, and connecting. And, and not every person that you meet needs to be your best friend. Um, but, you know, and, and asserting healthy boundaries and things like that as well. Um, and I'm live every single Wednesday on Facebook, uh, 11 a.m. Melbourne time. I don't That's know what, what I was going to say. Anywhere <laughs> else in the world. <laughs> okay, good. I was going to ask you, was that Melbourne time? Because I heard 11 a.m. Yeah. when I was watching one of your lives and I was like, wait, wait, wait. 
11 a.m. Yeah. That's, that's 11 a.m. Melbourne which, time. Which and if you can't join me live because you're somewhere else in the world, then um, the video will also be uploaded to YouTube every Thursday. So every Thursday, awesome. whatever live I've done the day before will be on my YouTube channel, which is Emily Chadbourne. Yeah. Emily Chadbourne, everybody. It's emilychadbourne.com. Yeah. That crazy thing called life. Uh, check out, check yeah. her out on Facebook, Instagram. Emily underscore the crazy thing called life. Yep. And her Facebook group as well. Uh, so let's just say you're in that position like I was two years ago. I'm, I'm sitting there in my cubicle just pounding away and just dreading life. And I'm deciding, is this entrepreneurship thing for me? Because it, it's not easy. And it, I'm, the, you know, I, I'm, I'm also a no BS kind of person. I, I, I tell people, I, I talk all the time about how it's not been easy. There's been a lot of you know, anxiety, depression with it and stress. What would you tell that person that's debating whether or not they should make this leap or they shouldn't? I mean, I think, so there are a few things that um, I've learned and apply in my daily entrepreneur life. And this is, and I'll just give you the first three. The first one is that nothing is permanent. I'm not permanent. You're not permanent. My computer is not permanent. My phone's not permanent. Whatever series you're watching on TV at the moment, not permanent. Nothing is permanent. And so I think when you take your dying breath, but here's the thing, when we die, none of it's going to matter. How much you earned isn't going to matter. How many boyfriends you had or didn't have, not going to matter. How much you weighed, not going to matter. But I do think that in your last breath, you are going to have a heartbeat of a second to be able to reflect back and say, but did I enjoy it? And so I think that... You've got, if you've got a, a creative idea or if you've got a passion or if you've got a desire, it's not permanent. If it doesn't work out, you can always do something else or, or what you think you are going to. I started out thinking that I was going to be the female Matthew Hussey of the world. You know, it didn't work out that way. But what I do know is if you want something to change, mm -hmm. don't get hooked up on necessarily exactly how that's going to happen, but take action steps towards change. So keep yourself open to opportunities in entrepreneurship. Don't get so fixated on it has to be this way because you will miss other opportunities and lessons that potentially the universe is putting in your, in your path. So the first is nothing is permanent. If you hate your job, change that. Whether that is going into business for yourself, whether it's finding another job, whether it's retraining and nothing is permanent. So you don't have the decision that you make mm -hmm. is not going to be permanent either. You can change it. That's the beauty of your autonomy. Um, and I think the next, the next lesson that I, I really learned is that, um, that, not, that life isn't fair. Now, this is going to sound really weird. But oh, I think we it's love really... weird. We love weird. On Boss <laughs> to Boss, we love weird. So let's get weird. Like, as, as Jason <laughs> Howland, one of my good uh, friends, uh, says, let's get weird. Yeah, let, okay, brilliant. Let's get weird. Um, you know, life isn't fair. And it's not fair. And I think one of the things that you need to learn in um, entrepreneurship is that life is not fair. Sometimes you're going to do something. And you are going to follow the steps and you are going to work hours on it and you're going to put your heart and your soul into it and you're going to launch it out there and you're going to get nothing back mm -hmm. and it's going to feel really unfair. And then you're going to watch Jill and make a million dollars and you're going to want to punch Jill, yourself and the universe in the face. And I think 
you know, part of being part part of being an entrepreneur is building the resilience to go. All right, that didn't work. Why didn't it work? I don't know why it worked for Jill. It doesn't seem fair. It's not fair. But do you know what else is not fair? It's not fair that I live in a welfare state. It's not fair that I can go to my tap and drink fresh water without fear of death. It's not fair that I can go and vote and and have political freedom when it's so much of the rest of the world doesn't. And so if you're going to go into the world of entrepreneurship, no this. Mm-hmm. It won't feel fair, but if you do not go in with the lens of gratitude for what you have all over your face, you have got to throw gratitude at your life, especially if you're going to go out into business for yourself. You've got to be grateful every time something does go your way. You've got to be grateful every time you do convert a client. You've got to be grateful to others and circumstance, but you've also got to be grateful for your, to yourself. And sometimes I reward I reward myself, and I don't mean like I go and eat a chocolate cake. I mean like I literally will have a pep talk to myself at the end of the day, and sometimes my gratitude is, hey, Em, I'm grateful that you rocked up today, babe. Thank you. It was tough and it was hard and you did it anyway. So part of my gratitude practice is being really grateful to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so be warned for that one because, you know, we've all we've all had the jills yeah, in our nothing, entrepreneurial. Nothing wrong with the chocolate cake either every once in a while. There is nothing <laughs> wrong with the chocolate cake. Absolutely. I feel, I I feel like Jill might be a... Uh, might be out there somewhere still, huh? I feel like it might be a close uh, yeah. friend. <laughs> I mean, and, and here's the thing, you know, again, this is what social media does for us, doesn't it? Is that, Reassures. you know, comparison comparison is one of the quickest ways that you will die in entrepreneurship. Oh, yeah. If you allow yourself to sit in the comparison of others, and again, this isn't always about, I, I'm not saying, again, messy, scrappy, crazy, slightly fucked up human right here. I scroll through Instagram and I'm like, I'm not that thin. I'm not that funny. I'm not that witty. I'm not that pretty. I'm not that rich. I'm not that successful. Of course I do. It's human nature. So I do one of two things. Number one, I limit the amount of time I I, I actually do that. And and I put back like really strict boundaries around when I'm on social media and why I'm on social media. So physically I do something about it. But the second thing is, again, it's knowing that I can't always control my first thought, but I can always back up my second thought does that make sense so you know you will naturally compare yourself mm. to people it's it's a natural it's actually in our in our dna to do that it's a survival instinct so you know let's not fight biology because our dna has been around for a couple of million years now um no getting away from it but i do think you know part again part of being an entrepreneur is about well what what parts of my brain or or my internal narrative do I need to control do I need to take ownership of and again gratitude will really help with comparison so what have I done where have I gone how to react afterwards right if you react wrong the first time yeah all right well I that's that's some amazing info you're definitely taking this and like you're just showing a whole different approach you know it's it's just you're, you're definitely looking at things differently and you're looking at it more like just holy and you know life life based and I, I I love your approach and the way you think like it's definitely a Thank no you. BS approach and you're you're sharing it with us I I know the listeners Thank will you. find it very very helpful yeah uh, without further ado though it's on and and it's time for uh, our listeners favorite favorite segment of the show welcome to the round with no name because they're all time taken. where we're gonna throw you some curveballs get you really thinking. I don't know what time okay. it is in Melbourne. I have zero idea what time it is, but I know one thing. You're going to be awake for a while after this one. <laughs> you said you're about to get your second coffee? I was I was planning on it. 
<laughs> well, no, no, no. You don't, no need, no need, no need. My producer Steve, he's somewhere here. We're gonna have a talk after the show because this, uh, this, this, this connect that's that happened should not be happening. But he, uh, he does, he does only give us five seconds to answer each question in this round. So you have five seconds okay. to initiate an answer. So Ooh. if not, otherwise, I have to deal with him and. I don't want to have to deal with him. Like it's uh it's not good. He has a bad reputation. So let's just uh Okay. Let's keep it at bay. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Without further ado, what is your favorite book? Oh to Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee. I read it whenever I need to remind myself what it is to be human. That's a solid choice. I don't think anyone said that one yet. Boss to boss exclusive, everybody. If you're stranded on an island, what is the one item you want with you? Oh my god, that's a really good one. You're not going anywhere anytime soon. I'm um, years old and I still sleep with my childhood teddy bear. And I, I don't think I could sleep without him. So I would take him with me. His name is Bubble Tum. You're welcome. Bubble Tum. Is entrepreneurism a fad? No, I don't think it's a fad. But I think it will evolve into the next level of whatever it may very well be. Okay. Well, how do you drink your coffee? Sorry, how do I drink my coffee? <laughs> yeah. um, oh, this is embarrassing because I live in Melbourne. I think they'll take away my passport. Um, so white, no sugar. White, no sugar? What does mm -hmm. that even mean? <laughs> uh, and can you tell me what is white? I, I have no idea what kind of coffee that is. It totally um, threw a curveball at me. So it's just a standard coffee but with quite a lot of milk in it. So this much coffee, this much milk. Yeah, basically. I like a good milky coffee, me. <laughs> oh, man. It is like the one thing I cannot stand. Ah. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, yes. Ah, I like give my I give my dad so much crap for that. Like he'll give me like, oh, yeah, coffee with 10 creams. And I'll be like, OK, coffee. Huh? Yeah, you, no, you, that, you I, coffee. I'll go and I'll go and drink coffee with your dad. You can you keep your espresso <laughs> shots. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, how do you feel about socks and sandals together, worn at the same time? <laughs> I look, I, I, I think everybody is allowed their own free will, but I, I do think there is a special place in hell for people that wear socks and sandals at the same time. Oh no! <laughs> well, if it makes you, I probably should just not show you what I'm wearing. Then okay, let's let's quickly let's quickly. <laughs> I'm in, a on, I'm in the comforts of my office at my home right now, so I will move on. If you could start up any business right now with unlimited amounts of money, but it can't be your business, what would it be? Yeah. Um, ooh, it would be selling diamonds or jewelry or something beautiful. Just, yeah. Okay, well. I love jewels. I hope that when I talk to you next time, that might be happy becoming a reality. Hopefully, you uh, maybe you, you just have a big stash saved aside by then, and then boom, get those jewels out. Massive stash of my diamond pile. Yes, yes, I can't wait. And what is your favorite movie since you love watching TV so much? <laughs> um, my favorite movie, I think, is probably Breakfast at Tiffany's. Um, yeah, I love Audrey Hepburn. I love her grace. I love her dignity. I love how quirky she is in that movie. I just think it's a beautiful story of uh, two lost souls who find each other. And it's just, yeah, 
just it's my go-to movie whenever I'm feeling like I just want to curl up on the sofa with a big milky coffee big milky coffee well, with that we're just going to end it uh, no need to proceed further <laughs> we have survived everybody the lightning round is over Emily Chadbourne everybody be sure to check her out that's emilychadbourne.com and it's also on facebook.com forward slash that crazy thing called life Instagram at Emily underscore that crazy thing called life and closing thoughts the mic is yours I know you have a retreat coming up with former podcast interviewee Jemima Ashley. Uh, is that something you want to share yeah. about? Uh, share, share yeah. With us? So we've actually we've got one spot left, I think. Um, uh, so that's really exciting. We've got a, a wow. Bali retreat that's coming up in the middle of February. Mm-hmm. Um, Jemima Ashley, as you know, um, is brilliant at helping people get seen, get noticed. Um, entrepreneurs especially and you know she's been a phenomenal um, part of my tribe Mm -hmm. um, both personally and professionally Um, and yeah so together we're sort of joining forces for people who want to really 10x their results at the beginning of 2019 they know they need strategy but they also know that they're not executing because they're getting in their own way so Jemima provides the strategy I provide the mindset and uh, yeah it's 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 already it is so much fun um and again all about tribe and community and collaboration and networks so yeah if you're interested or if you want to know about the one we're going to do another one in june um then feel free to get in touch at emilychapon.com awesome everybody be sure to check that out and at the same time you get to go to bali so you can't really argue that one too much okay if i have to yeah if i have to go and learn something and make myself better and succeed even more than i already am and go to bali at the same time i mean it's a tough life it's it's, it is a tough life yeah Ah, well it's been a pleasure emily it definitely has everybody emily chadborn that's born like jason born like jason born (laughs) do you have your best jason born impression uh impression you can do for us no I don't think I'm going to... No, I don't. I'm, do, do, I'm terrible at impressions. Someone told me the other day I wouldn't even be able to do an impression of myself. I thought that was a bit harsh. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's that's actually... That's really good, though, too. That, Pretty that, harsh. Yeah, that is harsh. I'm, I might have to steal that yeah. one. Well, it's yeah. truly been a pleasure having you on. Uh, definitely, we'll, we'll be sure to check, in, uh, check you out, and we'll follow up with you uh, later on and see how your jewelry and diamond stash is doing. So awesome. Definitely- Thank you so much for your time. It's been an honor. Thank you. That is all for this episode of Boss to Boss. Your next step is to visit boss2boss.com, where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is boss, the number two boss.com. And remember, the time is now. <laughs>